0: Dr. Ron unfiltered uncensored this is episode number 284 an interview with Phil Safier and our topic is colloidal silver welcome and thank you for listening and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this program ladies and gentlemen as usual with an attitude of gratitude we welcome you and we know that gratitude improves your quality of life and it is an antidote for negative emotions like depression Anxiety and Anger, so let's get rid we're going to have a very uh, interesting show today So let's uh, do the requirement here that this program contains general medical information The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such the information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice Diagnosis or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. You're you're in for a uh, a different kind of duct tape moment today. This one here. Uh, you're just going to receive a lot of information i just want to wish everybody a happy thanksgiving that's coming up in a couple of days i want to wish my wife a happy birthday and i want to wish myself a happy birthday because we're two days apart and anybody else that's had a birthday out there uh, ladies and gentlemen we're having a blast on this program we are growing and growing thanks to you and i do appreciate uh what you do for us please tell a friend uh Uh, about this if you like what you hear because we do want you to be the ceo of your own body we want you to take control and you'll know more today about why you should take control because of what's going on in our medical establishment uh dr jerry smith has been co-hosting that with me for a couple years and i want to introduce him dr jerry how are you sir
1: uh happy as a pig knee deep in slop as they say in iowa
0: well, you you picked the right state. <laughs> it's getting cold out there.
1: <laughs>
0: well, uh, we we will introduce the, Mr. Safer in, in a minute, the president of Alexa. I, I did want to start a little bit today with, with some information that that's been about germs because the colloidal silver has many 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 uses, and, and Phil knows more of them than I do. But recently. Uh, a 23-year-old uh, student and star Collegiate Rower wasn't feeling good. The doctor said it probably was tonsillitis. It wasn't. Two weeks later, she died of Lemire syndrome, which is a rare bacterial infection that begins in the throat and spreads the lymphatic vessels. Another tragedy, 90 cases of rare polio-like disease known as acute flaccid myelitis have been confirmed. They don't know why it, what's causing her or why it's spreading. And... If you check out the headlines for the past couple of weeks, you'll see the ninth child dies after a virus outbreak in New Jersey facility. CDC director warns that Congo's Ebola outbreak may not be containable. West Nile virus on the rise. Uh, And so a a commonality of all these uh, infections and deaths is is the immune system. And we will talk about uh, immunity And we'll also talk about, you know, something you should be aware of. A report from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Over the course of these past two years, 118 people in 18 states, including 29 pet store employees, have been sickened by campylobacter, jejuni bacteria. And about 25% of these people have been hospitalized. Uh, Six pet store companies are linked to the outbreak. This campylobacter infection usually, usually resolves on its own, but in severe cases and for people with com- compromised immune systems. What did we just talk about? Compromised immune system. Antibiotics are needed, but guess what? Just like with humans, when antibiotics are overused in puppies, bacteria develop resistance to the drugs used to eradicate them. The report from the CDC revealed that among the investigated puppies, 95% have received one or more courses of antibiotics, raise a concern that antibiotic use might have led to the development of the resistance. Public health officials again warn that responsible use of antibiotics is important in animals. So for this particular infection, colloidal silver, we'll let uh, Phil talk about that. But you know, be when you handle a puppy and you protect yourself uh, for these related illnesses, the old hand-washing trick does always work. Okay, start with past start. Wash your hands thoroughly after playing with your pooch. Or if Walking, you have to clean up his stools, and if your pet has diarrhea or is very sluggish, get get him to a vet uh, promptly. So now that brings us to a a third list. I'm trying to get through these because uh, uh, we have a great guest coming on. what, what we're going to talk about a little bit today is also the flu, you know, and, 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 and the CDC is going, going all out and trying to make everybody feel guilty about getting vaccinated. But what we don't know about all the people that died from the flu is, uh, you know, how many of those deaths uh, were in people that were actually vaccinated, okay, Indeed, during the 2017 flu epidemic, a whopping 30% of those who died from the flu in California had already received the the flu vaccine, according to the Modesta B newspaper. And a recent CDC study demonstrated that half of the flu-related deaths among children occurred in otherwise healthy children, with 22% of those deaths being among children who were fully vaccinated. So I will refer you to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, T-E-N-P-E-N-N-Y, who is a well-known vaccine critic, and uh, read what she has to say about the flu vaccine. We have already uh, talked, to that, talked about that in the past. And if you do get the flu, ladies and gentlemen, most of the time doctors don't even know what it is, but if your child gets it, let me tell you about Lindsay Ellis, an 11-year-old from Indiana who had been taking the medication for three days when she suddenly announced to her parents that she had bugs all over her body and the devil was talking to her. Benny Rochman uh, says her son became possessed after taking Tamiflu when he was nine years old. Uh, While most of these reports state that the children recovered after stopping the drug, Lindsay's parents say it took her weeks to be able to move her hands and feet again. And even now, a year later, she still suffers tremors all over her body. And since then, a recent story of a little Texas girl came out. We've been assured that her reaction was ultra rare rare. and advised not to focus too much on it and definitely not to panic. But seeing bugs seeing furniture moving and all these bizarre things kids are experiencing after taking Tamiflu are apparently not a big surprise to Roche uh, because uh, uh, they, they say it's just a side effect of the drug that is listed under psychiatric disorders. So uh, Tamiflu at best, ladies and gentlemen, will, will decrease flu symptoms for you know, 12 to 18 hours. Is it worth having your children go through this? And, and just think of what happened in Japan. In Japan, there was 12 children died linked to Tamiflu, and over 30 reports of neuropsychiatric psychiatric events in children, which included delirium, abnormal behavior, and hallucinations, came out of that country. If Tamiflu can do anything at all, and that's if you actually have the flu, it might reduce the duration of symptoms for around a half a day, maybe 12 hours. And is it really? Uh, is it really? possible, that you want to take the risk of this drug. Uh, Dr. Smith, did you you have a case that you wanted to talk about?
1: Yeah, Indiana must be a hot spot for uh, pushing Tamiflu because there was a a 16-year-old who committed suicide uh, several days after being prescribed Tamiflu for what appeared to be a flu, and the, the mother said that the their son was, you know, happy-go-lucky, loved school, loved being on the wrestling team. And, you know, they knew something was wrong when the dad, uh, you know, texted him and he didn't respond. And, they, you know, when they went over there, they found him dead. Uh, but, you know, it was interesting. Uh, I looked up the contents of Tamiflu, and there's talc in there, which in Europe, it, it, it's a known carcinogen. And there's also um, titanium dioxide in there as a whitening agent. And so these heavy metals can get into your thyroid very easily and, you know, suppress it, and that causes depression. And, I, you know, I had one woman hearing voices in her head, and I tracked it down to high mercury in her thyroid from the fact that she worked a mile away from a, a coal-burning plant. And so when the thyroid gets toxic, it affects the brain function. And I think this is where this hallucinations and the craziness is coming from.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, Charles Dickens uh, discovered that in a Mad Hatter. It yep. is the mercury. Absolutely. And with the Wi Fi, and, and ladies and gentlemen, since Dr. Smith brought that up, we'll talk about that next week about EMFs and how it opens up the blood brain barrier to these heavy metals. Uh, So, EMF and, and an interesting discovery that Dr. Smith made about hearing aids, we, we will talk about that next week. Uh, So, please, uh, if you have an interest in uh, electromagnetic fields and frequencies, Uh, Next week is the time to tune in for that. Now, I've asked uh, Phil Safer to to come on the show. I see a 505 number here, so I'm pretty sure that's him. Uh, He he has been on the show, I would think of it, four or five times. Always brings new information. Always a pleasure to have. Always uh, our listeners give us great reviews when he's on the show. He is the president of Alexa.com. They make the, the Sylvanic Pro Generator which is really makes a high-quality nanoparticle solution. I have one. Uh, my daughter has one in Spain. All my family has one, and my friends have it. So I'm going to uh, see if this is still safer on here. Then I want to ask him about his earlier life, because I want to tell Phil before he comes on that I did happen to listen to some podcasts because I'm e- either listening to them or, or jump in to try and uh, give my two cents to improve the quality of these podcasts. And I learned some things about him, and we'll talk about that. Phil, is that you?
2: Yes. Hi, Doctor Ron.
0: Hi, Phil. safer. So, uh, I want to hear about your early life before you became president of this great company and 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 helped so many people with uh, with the colloidal silver.
2: Oh, okay. Well, uh, first of all, I uh, grew up in San Francisco uh And in the sixties uh we were all getting into natural foods and uh and health and trying to find alternative ways to take care of ourselves and uh you know stay uh, healthy and smart and all that stuff so uh I was exposed at a, at a pretty early age to a lot of these concepts, and so uh I began to use them myself and then Uh, I uh, went to college uh, and then uh, dropped out of college. I had a family at that point, and uh, I became a car mechanic. I opened my own shop after a couple of years and began working on cars, and I I really enjoyed that a lot, but the the solvents and the various chemicals uh, took a toll on me, and I uh, began to uh, develop you know, what they call chronic fatigue and depression, things like that. And so I sold my business and I started looking for uh, ways to start feeling better and I became uh, involved in biofeedback and uh, what we uh, also call brainwave entrainment, uh, ways to reduce stress uh, naturally by uh, working on the nervous system, Uh, and uh, increasing uh, neurotransmitters, balancing the neurotransmitters, learning how to get into states of deep relaxation, hypnosis, things like that. And uh, within a short time, I I began to feel a a whole lot better, got my energy back and my drive, and uh, got into the uh, uh, selling of that kind of equipment, which was very new at that time, uh, they're generally, generally called mind machines, and we, we carry a number of these devices that actually use pulsing lights and sounds uh, and electrical stimulation to uh, entrain brain waves, slow them down, bring them into states of deep relaxation and meditation. Uh, so we have a lot of those products that are really uh, very, very powerful for helping to reduce stress, help people sleep better, uh, uh, cure depression. They're very good for attention deficit, things like that. Uh, So I I began uh, working with those kinds of devices, and then that led into other uh, techniques for health, and one of those was uh, colloidal silver, I was uh, fortunate to meet one of the uh, pioneers of, of using colloidal silver and uh, making the generators. And that's Peter Lindemann, uh, who's still involved in, in numerous ways in this field. And uh, he, uh, he taught me quite a bit about colloidal silver, and I began selling his generator. He was one of the first to make a, a generator that uh, was for the uh, consumer. And, um, and then from there, uh, branched out into other aspects of, of this kind of technology, uh, one of the things that we uh, do a lot with are uh, the LED light arrays used for light therapy. And so we have a number of devices that use uh, red light, near-infrared light, blue light, things like that for different uh, uses on the body. So that's, that's kind of how I got into all this.
0: Um, I think that's really great, and I think it's good for our listeners to know that. You know, you're not just a colloidal silver uh, uh, purveyor, but you have uh, interest and have other great products. And I could refer uh, our listeners to your website, which is Alexa, E-L-I-X-A dot com, and you'll see the products that uh, Mr. Safer has. So, Phil, You know, one of the things that uh, we want to talk about, of course, is colloidal silver. That's what brought you and I together for the first time. And uh, just briefly, uh, my wife was playing tennis the other day. She had a cough. And uh, the first thing one of her uh, nurse uh, opponents said, why don't you have your husband uh, write you a prescription for a Z-Pack?" I wish she would have said, why don't you go home and take colloidal silver? But she didn't say that so there 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 is still a lot of biases out there, still even in the health profession, they don't realize the abuse that they' that we still have with antibiotics. So for colloidal silver, we you know the questions always are about our gyria, and i you know I'll let you talk about it briefly. It does not occur. It's a very rare uh, ionic uh, colloidal silver a uh, little little bit about how you, maybe you use it. And how our listeners can use it. Does that sound fair?
2: Sure, sure. Uh, Do you want me to talk about the argyria first?
0: Sure. Why not? Let's get it out of the way because yeah. everybody says, "Oh, I, you know, you're." I, I take a teaspoon a day, and, and it's been uh, what two and a half years. I'm not, I'm not purple yet or gray. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I take more than a teaspoon a day, and when I need it, I'll, I'll take a lot. So, uh, first of all. the the chances of uh, turning blue, which is what our gyria refers to, uh, is extremely, extremely rare. Uh, I doubt that there's even been 10 actual reported cases in all this time of using any kind of silver product. So, first of all, it's extremely rare. In order to, to turn blue, you would have to take a tremendous amount of poorly made, extremely strong colloidal silver or any kind of silver product. So it, it just, first of all, it just doesn't happen. And the proof of that is that there are hundreds of thousands of people at this point uh, using colloidal silver um, many, many of those have been using them for decades, and if this was a real problem, we would see a lot of smurfs walking around so it it just doesn 't happen and it's it 's just a scare tactic that 's used by you know the the usual suspects to um you know, to put down any sort of alternatives that work. So uh, I think it's really it's it's just a silly concept, and, and it just doesn't happen. Um, in terms of my own use on a daily basis, uh, after I uh, floss and brush my teeth in the evening, I'll take a swig of colloidal silver. Uh, and rinse uh, my mouth real well with it. I swish it around. I make sure I get it in my gums. And the idea there is to kill the bacteria in the mouth that that are involved with tooth decay and gum disease. And I hold it in my mouth for several minutes because uh, that's a good way to get it into the system is by absorbing it through the tissues. Uh, And then I'll swallow that. And um, this this has several effects. Uh, Number one is, as I said, topically you're getting the effect in the mouth, and then you get some into your system when you swallow it. Then, and that's that's generally what I do every day, and I've done that for you know since since I got involved with this in the 90s. And uh, again, I'm definitely not blue and don't have any kind of ill symptoms from this. Uh, And then. If I feel like I've got some sort of uh, infection going on, if I I start to have the signs of a cold, which I typically can feel is like an irritation in sort of the back of my throat um, or in my my sinuses, then I'll start, number one, taking more colloidal silver orally. Uh, I might drink uh, eight ounces of it, uh, uh, something like that, once a day, twice a day, it really doesn't matter. Again, you, you you really can't take too much colloidal silver, especially when it's made properly. And again, by that I mean around a 10-part per million solution that's clear. Um, and uh, then the other thing I'll start doing is, actually snorting colloidal silver to get it up and wash my sinuses. And then one of the best ways to get colloidal silver into the lungs is by breathing it through a network, using a nebulizer. And a nebulizer, a sonic nebulizer, um, will agitate the colloidal silver. Use straight colloidal silver, you don't dilute it, and it agitates it and it makes a fog and you simply inhale that. And you can inhale it through your nose, that will get into the sinuses, and then you can also inhale it through your mouth and get a deep, you know, take a really deep breath and get it into the lungs. And that does several things. It it topically will uh, kill any uh, infection in the lungs and it also gets directly into the bloodstream through the lungs that way so inhaling colloidal silver is really something that's extremely beneficial uh, not only for infections but for allergies and asthma any kind of uh, bronchial condition will respond uh, very quickly to uh, nebulizing colloidal silver uh so i uh, i don't i don't nebulize every day, but anytime I feel any effects if there's uh pollens in the air or smoke like uh, the, the people out in California now should be really should be breathing colloidal silver uh, daily I and mean, really several times a day uh, while they're experiencing all this uh terrific uh, smoke uh, problem that they're having. So, um, but in terms of of using it for uh, the flu or colds or anything like that, uh, preventatively, I I would recommend that people take at least an ounce a day orally. Uh, Again, getting it up in the nose with a a spray is, is a good idea, and then breathing it with a nebulizer. Uh, another thing I, I, I advocate very strongly is the use of vitamin D3. Uh, I,
3: I advocate
2: uh, taking a fairly high high dose on a daily basis, and by a high dose I would say anywhere from 1,000 to 5,000 units of D3 and also taking around 100 micrograms of vitamin K2, which supports the use of D3, and then if you do come down with uh, the flu or any kind of you know condition, uh, then you really want to push vitamin D up up to you know 50,000 uh, IU's uh, and and really hit it very hard. I've I've done that on a couple of occasions and knocked a, a flu out just with Within literally within a day. So uh, vitamin D3 is is really an amazing substance. And uh, we we really don't get enough of it. We don't get enough sunlight, uh, most of us, to, to really produce our own vitamin D3. So it's very important to be adding that to the mix along with colloidal silver.
0: Well, I'm glad you mentioned the K2 along with it. That is, most people forget that, and that is uh, critical when you take vitamin D3. So thank you for that. That's really important. Yeah. Um, so, and 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 we, Dr. Smith and I, have always, uh, you know, uh, advocated maybe a lot more five or ten thousand units of uh, international units of vitamin D3. Uh, especially uh, that's something that you can get a lab test for, and you can, you know, make sure that you're in the optimal range, not the normal range, but the optimal range uh, between 50 and 75. Uh, I have other questions, uh, Phil, I think, uh, you know, I would like to get to it, but I I, I think also Dr. Jerry does. Just let me ask you uh, how, you know, the, the different types of, of colloidal silver, you can buy it, you can make it. There's some generators out there, you know, that cost 50 bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. And yours uh, is a little bit more, but it it never has never failed me yet. Could you maybe mm-hmm. just speak to sure. that a little
2: bit? Yeah. For, first of all, uh, it's it's very easy to make colloidal silver, um, and even bad colloidal silver is better than no colloidal silver. <laughs> the only the only problem with with poorly made colloidal silver is that. If you keep taking it over time, because the particles are, are large, what you, what you want are very small particles. I, ideally, uh, you want what are called nano-sized particles, which are really the size of an atom. So, uh, and, and again, you, can, you could take a 9-volt battery and a, a silver coin uh, and attach uh, uh, one side of the battery to, to the coin and, and the other side to another silver coin and put it into distilled water and you would get colloidal silver um, again it wouldn't be the optimal way to make it but in a pinch it, w- it would work uh, but to get the best results number one you want again very very fine particle size and what you're actually getting are mainly positively charged ions so an ion is essentially an atom that's lost an electron so it has a positive charge on it and and to get those ions what you need is to keep the current very low so, if you just were to if you were just use a battery or just a source of electricity without regulating it, you would put too much current in and you would get large particles you would a clumping of these, uh, these atoms, and then you would get larger particles, and larger particles, number one, don't really get to where they need to go. And second of all, they don't get eliminated as well. So when the particles are really small, the body gets rid of them. Uh, this is been proven uh, empirically, uh, and um, they, they also go where they're supposed to go. So when you have a, a really good generator, a good way of making colloidal silver, uh, number one, you want to keep it in the range of around 10 parts per million, we included a test meter that shows you this, although the device shuts off automatically, as you said, but you can test it with a conductivity meter that we provide. It's it's pretty accurate. And uh, when you make it uh, properly, it should be clear. It should have no color. And, in fact, the acid test... For really high quality colloidal silver is that you should be able to expose it to light and it will stay clear uh, if the if colloidal silver changes color in light and becomes yellow or, or brown or even black or gray uh, it shows that the particle size is large uh, nanoparticle silver will not change in light uh, so that's a, a physical fact uh, this is not a matter of opinion, this is physics. So our generator does that automatically. Uh, You don't have to do anything. When it reaches the right concentration, uh, it shuts itself off. It knows when the conductivity in the water is just at the right point, it shuts itself off. And then if you wanted to make it stronger for topical use, want to use it on a cut or a burn or any kind of an infection, or if you want to use it uh, to spray on your head for dandruff or in your eyes, or if you wanted to use it for athlete's foot, you could make it stronger. So we have a button that will override the automatic setting. And uh, each time you press the button, It'll add another two parts per million before it shuts off, and you can you can make 20 parts per million, you can make 30, 40 parts per million if you wanted to, so you can make it very strong for external use. But that's that's the idea. Again, there, as you said, there are a lot of generators out there, and and they're all really they're okay, um, and and they will make good colloidal silver, uh, but we believe that our technique is actually the best and it will make the superior form of colloidal silver. Uh, We can get into all the arguments about colloidal versus particulate silver, uh, but
3: the the research at uh, Rice University
2: shows that only the positively charged ions of silver kill microorganisms. Uncharged uh, uh, particulate silver does not kill microorganisms. So there are people who claim that uh, true colloidal silver is not ionic. But again, the research shows that it's ions that have this killing effect. So, you know, if if, if you wanted to use particulate colloidal silver, Uh, then you would have to explain how how it becomes ionic in the body, and nobody's really shown this. So at any rate, it's it's an endless debate about which is the best kind of silver, but uh, we know that the the colloidal silver, this ionic colloidal silver that we make with our generator works. There's no question about it. You know that it works. I know that it works. Thousands and thousands of people who have used this technique know that it works, so... It's kind of the end of the story for us. Well,
0: I, it really does work, and I, I thank you for that explanation. I'm going to turn you over to Dr. Smith before I uh, ask you uh, some questions because you've introduced us to vinpositine uh, turpentine, DMSO, methylene blue. So mm-hmm. I, I know you still have a lot of things to talk about. But, Dr. Jerry, uh, what do you, what's your Yeah, a couple of things.
1: One, <clears throat> I think it's a fantastic idea to soak your toothbrushes in the colloidal silver because, as we all know, the mouth is one of the most highly contaminated areas of the body, and keeping it in the little glass with colloidal silver is going to, you know, reduce the bacterial contamination. Would you agree with that, or?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. And hydrogen peroxide is also good for that. I'm actually glad that you brought me back to the mouth, because that that brings up another uh, uh, interesting idea, which is using light uh, on the mouth. Red light, visible red light kills the bacteria that cause tooth decay and uh, abscesses. And blue light kills the bacteria that are associated with gum disease. So we have a product that's actually my own uh, concept that we brought to market. We call it the dentaray. And the dentaray is actually an electric toothbrush, uh, an inexpensive electric toothbrush that we have modified. We took the bristles out of the heads, and one head has blue LEDs, and the other head has red LEDs. So it's very convenient for actually putting into your mouth and exposing your teeth to. Uh, to light, uh, to the red light. And for your gums, if you have gum disease, the blue light is very effective. And um, I I came across this um, uh, a number of years ago because uh, I I had dental issues because as a kid, uh, you know, I ate a my share of sugar, and in those days it was just normal that every six months you would go to the dentist and get a, get several fillings. And so, uh, you know, when I when I got older, of course, then I began to have problems, and they wanted to do root canals. And so I I would ask the dentist, I have an infection inside of my tooth. There isn't there any way to kill that infection? And of course, the dentist would say, No, you can't get inside the tooth. And I understood what they were saying, but I, I thought about it, and then I uh, came across the research that showed that red light killed the bacteria that cause uh, tooth decay. So I, I immediately, you know, came to the conclusion that if you could irradiate the tooth with red light. Uh, you could kill that infection. So the next time I had a tooth that blew up on me, I, I took a, a red laser pointer and I held it on the tooth for about a minute, and sure enough, it calmed the tooth down and the pain went away and, and the infection cleared up. So uh, then we came up with this product, which uh, is really very effective, very convenient. Uh, and uh, so that we call that the Dentoray.
1: Well, just, you know, talking about infections and all, it's a great topic. I've had patients where they've had infections in different parts of the body, and I literally put the uh, colloidal silver into a Pyrex little um, vial and pulsed uh, a green laser through there and pushing the frequency of the cloidal silver deep into the tissues of the body. And then when I, you know, retested that energetically, it tests, uh, you know, strong. So you can, I call it um, a virtual injection is my little terminology. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've heard about that technique also. Yeah. um, And then uh, the... uh, Mixing DMSO and colloidal silver will also drive it in. Uh, I've had success with that. One time when I had shingles, I, I was able to knock it out in a couple of days using DMSO and colloidal silver and oregano oil, uh, both at the area uh, on my leg that, was, uh, that had the, the uh, shingles outbreak, but also on my spine. And uh, within a couple of days, it was completely gone. Uh, and then also there are um, there are medical doctors that I've heard of who actually will inject colloidal silver, and apparently it's miraculous. It'll, it'll knock out uh, the sickness within minutes, literally.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned about injecting it. Uh, I met a therapist who was treating uh, severe cases of Lyme, and he was using 5,000 parts per million and doing IV. Uh, you know, infusions, and these people would respond, you know, like miraculously.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, um,
2: again, I, I'm not sure about using a concentration that strong, but I, I guess it's okay and, and uh, I, I probably, you know, 10 parts million would work just as well, but at any rate, <clears throat> that's that's apparently the case, is that it's almost an instantaneous cure.
1: Well, the other interesting attribute uh, I came up with in my research for the show today is that it's anti-inflammatory. And to be honest with you, I understand, you know, killing the bugs is definitely going to reduce inflammation, but I never thought of colloidal silver as being an anti-inflammatory product.
2: Well, uh, one explanation for that would be that uh, it improves electrical conductivity, So, you know, anything, uh, you know, gold and silver uh, and copper uh, using those kinds of colloids um, are very effective for pain and things like that. And one of the ways that they work is by increasing the electrical conductivity in that area.
0: You know, there, there, there's a point that I want to make here, too, because the, to allay our listeners' fears. You know, we've been talking a lot about a leaky gut and the gut microbiome. Uh, it is my impression, and I think there's literature to back it up, that colloidal silver does not alter, even though it has antibacterial uh, properties, does not alter the gut bacteria. Is that true, Phil?
2: That's my experience, um, and I, I think there's several explanations for that. And, and the main one is that colloidal silver really does not get down into the gut. Uh, uh, for, for one thing, uh, when you drink colloidal silver, uh, a lot of it is going to actually be neutralized to some extent by stomach acid, but it really doesn't travel down into the gut. But if you, if you drink enough... Uh, it will, uh, but even so, I have never experienced any kind of digestive effect from that, like diarrhea or anything like that, so I kind of don't think that it it, it has that effect. Some people say that uh, colloidal silver does not affect uh, the, the probiotics, the, uh, the beneficial bacteria, uh, in fact, I've actually heard—I've never done the experiment—but I've actually heard that if you uh, culture yogurt and put colloidal silver into it, the, the yogurt uh, bacteria will still thrive. So, you know, that's that's an interesting question. It'd be nice if somebody did some actual research mm-hmm. on it. But that, that okay. raises a, that raises another. Yeah, what's another, interesting?
1: Yeah, yeah uh, from what I read uh, in. In the literature, it's the frequency of the uh, colloidal silver that affects only the pathogenic forms of bacteria that have, you know, aberrant frequencies of the of their own little signatures. So that's kind of neat that it's selective, and it won't yeah, well, you know destroy healthy bacteria.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's speculative. Uh, so anyway, that that kind of goes to another uh, issue about colloidal silver, which is. Uh, In order for it to work, it has to come into contact with the microorganism. So let's say that you have a problem that's fairly far down the the system, like the bladder. If you had a bladder infection, um, and this is something that's very common and a real problem uh, with a lot of people, and uh, a lot of these things are resistant to antibiotics. So the trick... uh, which bears repeating. I think we talked about this before, but i like to pass this on because it's so amazing. Uh, the way to get colloidal silver down into the bladder, uh, other than using a catheter and putting it in directly, which is, you know, perfectly a good idea if you, if you want to do that. And, and catheterizing is actually a fairly simple procedure, but most people don't want to do that. But the way to do it is uh, in the morning on an empty stomach, uh, you take a, a glass of water, you put in, say, a half a teaspoon of baking soda, and you drink that. And that will neutralize the stomach acid, which you don't have a lot of if you're uh, fasting. And uh, it'll make you burp, and then after, you know, five, ten minutes or so, then you would drink uh, 8 to 16 ounces of colloidal silver. And that way, because you've reduced the stomach acid, the colloidal silver will travel down and will actually get to the bladder. And, and this, this works. And it's a one-shot treatment. It's not like you have to do this for, for weeks or anything like that. In, in one, one shot, you can clear up a bladder infection. Hmm.
0: That that that's a good point. In fact, I I had heard that when you were interviewed by I think it was a Sherry Edwards, and I don't think we had talked about that. And that was on my notes to bring up to you. So thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. So there there isn't many things that it cannot be used. I, I mean that that that's contraindicated. I know we've talked about ear infections and bug bites and uh, disinfecting uh, bedding and fleas and uh, rinsing your fruits and veggies with it. Uh, is is there any anything it cannot be used on?
2: I don't think so. I For me, it's always the first thing that I'll do. Uh, it may not be all you need, but it's certainly the, the first thing you should do. First of all, I believe that uh, it's a good thing to do it daily so you have it in your system, which will reduce your chance of becoming uh, compromised. Uh, it helps the immune system it it takes the load off the immune system, so the immune system can work better so it, it you know preventatively, I think it's important to do. but when you need it, when you have any kind of a problem, uh, my rule of thumb is that too much is never enough. just use a lot of it don't be afraid to use a lot of it there's there's no downside as I've never found a downside. I've never heard of a downside. Uh, again, there's, there's no reports of any problems with people using colloidal silver in any amount. I think the only thing you can do wrong with colloidal silver is not take enough.
1: Interesting question here. Do you think um, it would be effective against food poisoning like salmonella?
2: Oh, absolutely. I have I had that experience myself a number of years ago. Uh, after eating out, I came home and uh, in a couple hours I started to feel nauseous and um, I, I'm i not a fan of vomiting, so I I grabbed a, a, a pint of colloidal silver and I started sipping it and over the course of about a half an hour, I, I think I had you know, somewhere between four and eight ounces, and, and it totally cleared up. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, at the first sign of that, I would be drinking a lot of
1: colloidal silver. You know, that's now, the question, uh, if, if I, you're going I, I, through could... the airport uh, and it's in your bags, will the radiation uh, adversely affect the colloidal silver or no?
2: Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think it does. But the problem that you would have would be you know, carrying it on, which is another good idea, another reason that you want to have your own uh, portable generator so that you you can make it uh, once you get where you're sure. going. But if you were if you were to put it in your bags, I don't believe that there's any real problem with with it going through a scanner or something like that. I, I don't. I, I've never heard that it affects it.
0: Uh, just on the on the food poisoning, Doctor Jerry and and Phil, uh, I have used it uh, for food poisoning with great results, and also with some uh, charcoal, activated charcoal. Yeah.
2: The two yeah.
0: the two of them. I mean, that combination was like you know, uh, uh, Rocky Marciano, one two, and it was out. Yeah,
2: and uh, also uh, while we're talking about airplanes, uh, which are a, a, a bad environment for for getting. Uh, uh, it's a real good idea if before you fly, number one, to make sure you've drank enough colloidal silver to have it in your system, but to irrigate your sinuses with it before uh, and after you fly.
0: Well, I, I agree with that, but I go one step further. I have, uh, you know, anything under three ounces you can take on board. Yeah. So I take yeah. a little two-ounce spray bottle, and I spray yeah. the seat, the, the yeah. uh, tray, yeah. And everything yeah. around me. Yeah.
1: yeah you sound like sure. my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, she yeah. Apparently it didn't work. You're still here. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, better safe than sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, Phil, I know, uh, Phil, as a dentist, I use uh, distilled water to run through my hand pieces, and I always put the uh, colloidal silver in the reservoir to, you know, keep any contamination from forming.
2: You bet. Too
0: all right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking to Phil here, uh president of Alexa, E-L-I-X-A. They have a website, uh, Alexa.com. Uh, their phone number is 800-766-4544. That's 800-766-4544. And uh, we've been talking about colloidal silver. They uh, have a generator that uh, I, that I personally have, and that never failed me, and always makes uh, nine to ten parts uh, per million of colloidal silver, nice and clear. For some reason, Phil, I store mine in a uh, blue blue jars, uh, but uh, is that is that necessary?
2: It's actually not, uh, but it's it, it's a good idea. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But honestly, I've I've got uh, gallons of colloidal silver that I've made that uh, I put in my garage in clear glass gallon jugs, uh, and uh, they're five years old. They're still crystal clear, and they still measure the same uh, amount. Um, one thing that uh, while we're talking about that. Uh, storing colloidal silver, there's a couple of things that people should be aware of. Number one is that if you're buying distilled water from the store, uh, it comes in cheap plastic uh, jugs. So what you should do, unless you're going to use it up right away, is you should transfer that into glass because distilled water will leach the plastic. Uh, mm. And so you should, always, you should always store your colloidal silver in glass. You want to keep it at room temperature. You don't refrigerate it. You don't let it get, you know, hotter than, say, 100 degrees, something like that. Um, but uh, And then the other thing that I would do, Tell people is that when you make colloidal silver, every once in a while it's a good idea to to scrub your jar because you will get some plating on on the inside of the jar. So you want to scrub it not with soap, but just like with a plastic scrubby, and then rinse it real well with distilled water. Uh, but that's all you have to do.
0: Good advice. Well, Dr. Jerry, have you had a any?
1: yeah, I had a question. As taking vegetables from the market, uh, you know, spraying the colloidal silver on it, that would you yeah. know, dramatically reduce the bacterial contamination from handling, I would think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a real good thing to do. Uh, we also have a an ozonator, uh, which is real good. You can bubble ozone into water. You can soak your
3: food, your
2: meats, uh, vegetables, fruits, whatever, in ozonator water. Well, I'm a big proponent of uh, using ozone. Uh, ozone is terrific for purifying water it also puts this uh, extra active oxygen in the water so to you drink ozonated water, you're actually getting more energy from it and you're getting it disinfected into your body. It's kind of like hydrogen peroxide. Uh, and then ozone is, is really very good for killing mold. So if you run an ozonator in a room that has any mold in it, it'll kill the mold. So um, ozone is another good technique.
1: Yeah, I actually take the colloidal silver when I had my toothpaste formulated, I have one uh, extra strength, and it has the uh, colloidal silver in it. And uh, you know, it's great when you have infections in the mouth; it helps tremendously. Oh yeah.
0: Well, doc, Dr. Jerry also, uh, Phil, he uses ozone, and, and he has me using it uh, uh, in the ear uh, for when, yeah. like the first sign of a flu. Uh, just, 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 you know, don't breathe it in, but uh, get it into your ear. And I yeah, have adapted it. Adapted some uh, some uh, uh, stethoscope uh, with with the, the right type of tubing to do that. But go ahead, what were you going to say?
2: Well, also hydrogen peroxide, three percent hydrogen peroxide in the air is really very effective.
0: Yeah, and and we do talk about that. Now That research re, research came out of Israel, and um, uh, that definitely is a, is something that there's no downside and there's no reason not to try it. That, that's that's the we talk about.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So there are lots of ways to use colloidal silver, ladies and gentlemen. And if you have a lot of money, uh, I guess you go out and buy it. But if, at, at the cost per gallon is a lot cheaper using a, a colloidal silver generator. Uh, so uh, I, I would yeah. strongly recommend you keep one, keep one and keep, some, keep a, a supply of
2: colloidal silver in your home. Yeah, that and one of the that's a good point that you raise. One the the cost aspect, we I've calculated out that if you make a hundred gallons of colloidal silver with our generator, uh, you're talking about a cost of about ten cents per ounce, and that that includes buying distilled water. And if you go to the store and you buy colloidal silver, you're going to be paying something like uh, more than a dollar an ounce, dollar two dollars an ounce. And the advantage, another advantage is when you make your own, you know what you've got and it's fresh, know it's going to be effective. And again, because you have a meter, you can actually test it and know the strength. So even if you put it up for years, uh, when you take it, go to use it, you can take the meter and you can check that it's still active.
0: Well, uh, we've talked about colloidal silver, but I have to ask you to give us a, give us a pearl. You gave us uh, the blue toes. You gave us the uh, blue for dementia. <laughs> what pearl do you have for us today?
2: Well, actually, this is going to be kind of controversial, but I would encourage people to look at the carnivore diet. Uh, the the idea is that you should just be eating meat, uh, high protein and a lot of uh, animal products and fat. And pretty much eliminate carbohydrates is going to sound completely insane to a lot of people uh, because we've been propagandized through the years. But if you go onto YouTube... And just search for the carnivore diet you 'll find out that eating meat is actually very good for you it eliminates a lot of gut problems uh, you really don't need fiber in your diet we're not we, we don 't use fiber very well so uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting youtube uh, s- uh, segments on the carnivore diet by people who are not Nut jobs. These are scientists. These are doctors. Uh, people who will explain to you how the carnivore diet can actually cure up a lot of problems. And uh, the, your real your real enemy are carbohydrates. And you want to cut down on carbohydrates as much as possible. And, and if you can get it to zero, that's actually the ideal. Uh, so that's that's my tip.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting because I keep my cats on an all-raw protein diet pretty much. And what's nice, yeah. they don't even have flatulence.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. And
0: thanks for bringing that up.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Phil, uh, Do- Dr. Dan dialed in here. And Dr. Dan uh, uh, is part of our program. And uh, I think he's a customer. Uh, Dr. Dan, are you there? I guess he's not. Dr. Dan?
4: Yes. Yeah, Hello. Right. Yes, I'm oh, sorry I had to get off for a minute uh, We had a car battery problem today <laughs> And the hey, guy just hey. called me when I'm on the phone with you And Okay So how how are you? Uh, happy birthday to you and your wife
0: Thank you, Dr. Dan
4: Okay, because mine just so passed a little we're, we're getting
0: toward the uh, end I of the hour I don't hour. know
4: what you asked me Because I had to get off the phone for a minute Did you ask me a question? Hi, Phil no, I... Hi Jerry, I just, how are uh, you doing?
0: If you Good. had anything for Dr. Dan, uh, for uh, Phil, oh, yeah. you talked yeah. about, about colloidal silver, and uh, I know you right. use I've it on your wife's room I've, I've been
4: on the uh, phone for the, most of the show, except for a couple of minutes when I had to get off because of the car. Uh, I have my machine that, that I got from Phil, and it's terrific. We use it all the time. Absolutely the use it for everything. Take it every day. There you I go. I take a shot, at least a shot every day. I don't know uh, what 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 does the word getting a getting a cold mean? <laughs> if you take the silver, it prevents them, right?
2: That's right.
4: Okay, so uh, that's a positive thing with the uh, silver. I'm sure that it helps to prevent the colds and the flu and all the stuff that's going theoretically going around at this point. Um, what Doctor Ron said is absolutely true because they say the dirtiest part of the airplane is the headrest. So spray it all when you get on there, and of course the part that you uh, uh, eat on. Um, I mean, we use it for everything. My wife sprays sprays her, her eyes, her nose. Um, I think she uses a netty jar too, and she uses that uses it in that too. Yeah. But the stuff, the colloidal silver is. Phenomenal, And, of course, you know where the, the term blue blood came from. It was from yeah. the uh, rich people using too much silver years ago. So they did get argyria, and but yeah. it didn't hurt them. Right. And they also survived the flu epidemic of 1917, 1918, better than regular people. How do you like that? There you go. Yeah. Meaning yeah. us poor people.
2: Yeah. All
4: right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so, I see. Uh, I see. Uh,
0: I see someone, Doctor Dan, from the five six one area. Uh, do you have right. any? Uh, any? Uh, do you have any questions for uh, Phil or the panel? No, um, not at Are you? Are it's, do you use the colloidal silver? It,
4: is it used? Is it used in? Is it used in 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 cataracts at all? After cataract operations.
2: You know, I've heard that it's helpful. I have heard that it is helpful. I, I don't I can't back that up with any research or anything, but I you know, again, it can't hurt, so I would do it.
4: Yeah, because I don't know whether it was safe to spray it in the eye or not.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely
4: safe. Yeah. Even even during the acute phase when when you're putting the other drops in, correct? Yeah. Well, it's anti-inflammatory, Dan. Right, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that sounds good. I'll, I'll pass that on to people that are having the problem, which is including me at this point. But, okay. that's uh, All right,
0: uh, Dr. Dan, I see you. Howard, uh, I, go God, I didn't realize that
4: was you. Uh,
0: uh, did you have anything that you want to add or talk about with colloidal silver or LEDs or frequencies?
4: No, I just wanted to oh, I I got on late. Is there any contraindication if a person has type 1 diabetes using
2: colloidal silver? Not that I know of. Nope. And it's fine.
0: anti-inflammatory, and part of the diabetic condition yeah. is inflammation. So yeah, I, I I would agree with Phil. Yeah,
2: if a person is diabetic, they ought to get off of carbohydrates and get on a meat diet. Okay. Yeah,
0: R- 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 you know the. The ketogenic diet is really in, in vogue right now, and so is intermittent fasting. So I have to see exactly what the carnivore diet is, but I imagine it's in that same vein. Is, is that what it is, Phil?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of the, the, the next step beyond the ketogenic. Do, do I have time for a quick joke?
0: Absolutely.
2: Okay, so a guy gets on a plane going to Honolulu, and he sits down and he looks at the guy next to him, and he says... Do you pronounce it Hawaii or Hawaii? So the other guy says Hawaii. So the guy says thank you. The other guy says you're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my
0: god. Oh my gosh. Oh <clears throat> my Well, you know what, you know what? That that, that one gets one of these. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you would
0: you would have enjoyed our uh, our, our our programs on the uh, on the duct tape. We had we, we we discussed different things that allopathic medical doctors are doing that make your head explode, and why you want to wrap your head with duct tape. And uh, <laughs> it was really fun to do, and I that that would be you could do a show a week for years. On things that you that the young guys are doing uh, that just make no sense except for the pharmaceutical companies. So we wore we wore that we wore that sound effect out. Well, l- ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Phil Sapier, president of Alexa E L I X A. They have a lot of products. I was introduced to, to the products because of colloidal silver, but they have LEDs and ozone generators and things for your mouth, and just so uh, you can go and explore their website. Uh, I, do, I definitely want to uh, thank uh, Phil for, for taking the time, and we always enjoy having you, Phil, and our audience has grown over the last five years, and uh, we're getting a little better at this. Uh, not 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 quite where we have to be, but we're getting better at it, and I, I do want to <clears> thank <throat> you for taking the time to be here.
2: I appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
0: Okay. Have a great Have a great holiday. Well, I, we learned a lot, uh, Jerry. Would, uh, always Absolutely. Learn, a, a,
3: yeah.
0: learn something when he's on. Well, uh, what's your what's what is your pearl if you have one? I know you've been working hard today. What's your pearl?
1: Stay out of doctor's offices.
0: <laughs> yeah, and especially ones with with dead plants. Yeah, you know, and, I, and I,
1: pushing I, Tamiflu. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and don't take Tamiflu or the, the other $150 a pill uh, price pill. I mean, it's just crazy. Don't get the flu. Take your colloidal silver. But also drink good water, uh, uh, ozonated water if you can. Uh, hydrogen, water. At- you turned well, I- hydrogen water. You turn me on
1: hydrogen water.
0: I was going to bring that up. I said, I've been drinking hydrogen water for the past week. And uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about that that because I have two weeks under my belt. It is better than coffee for energy. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, So uh, next week is uh, we'll talk about frequencies and electromagnetic fields and a new uh, paradigm that Dr. Smith uh, is developing about hearing aids and uh, how it's another arrow that, that nobody's paying attention to. And I just, I'll give you a quick story, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just basically that hearing aids are a source of EMS and they can affect your body. And uh, Dr. Smith on ICNR.com will show you how, what he did on, on the patient that he re, uh, reported to me. So I had a, uh, a patient who had vertigo and uh, whatever and has a, a, a uh, hearing aid in the left ear and uh, had symptoms on the left side and wanted to talk about this uh, uh, that Dr. Smith developed. And he said, I'll I'll pass it by my physician at Massachusetts general. Now he's gone up and we'll see, I bet you the guy up there won't won't even have a clue how to test for EMS coming from that hearing aid directly into his brain. Now it's, I'm not saying, I don't think Dr. Jerry would say it's a cause of all symptoms, but it's something to be uh, on the lookout for. So just talk a little bit about that as a teaser for next week, and we'll talk about wireless hearing aids and and the health risks they they could present.
1: Well, you know, basically, Bluetooth is 2.4 gigahertz, and microwave ovens use 2.4 gigahertz to boil water. It's the most effective frequency. So, you know... The bottom line is, with these new hearing aids, you have a software app in your iPhone or Android or whatever to control the volume. Well, there's Bluetooth, and what better way to fry your brain is with gigahertz 2.4? That's your Bluetooth.
0: Yeah, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. This it is incredible. All right, so uh, you know, colloidal silver. I, I do I recommend it? Yes, I do. Do I take it? Yes, I do. I uh, spray the beds with it every morning. You know, there's a, you, 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 your mattress absorbs about a pound of fluid over, overnight. So, you know, air out your mattress, spray with a little colloidal silver. Uh, and I do use methylene blue, and we'll talk about that maybe next week. Uh, next week will be a hodgepodge type of show, but definitely want to talk about the hearing aids. And I want to just leave you with make happiness your lifestyle because happiness is also a frequency, and it, can, it, it leads to health just like being unhappy leads to disease because of the frequency it, 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 that permeates your body. So please, uh, try and have an attitude of gratitude, try and be happy. And, uh, with that, I want to thank Fred Cooper for our opening uh, number, which I also will play at the end. And, uh, Fred Cooper, he, he told me I'm not allowed to talk much about him, but he is a Grammy award winning guitar player who, uh, uh made this opening number for our show. And, uh, we're going to use it to, to close also. It's called "The Doctors in the House." So Dr. Jerry, thank you, Dr. Dan, thank you.
3: Howard, thanks for
0: listening. and we will see you all next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen.) Happy-
3: how